What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello, and truth. welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. You ever, uh, you, you go, uh, you get ready, and you're, you're about to take a trip to go see a friend that maybe you haven't seen in a little while, maybe five, four, five, six hours from your house, so you're, you're packing up everything, you're trying to, you know, figure out what you're going to take, how you're going to make your journey, all that stuff. You get everything lined out, you get on the road, and uh, about an hour or two hours into the journey, a deer runs out in front of you. Has that <laughs> ever happened? I had a deer run out in front of me several times. I don't know on a big trip, though. Yeah. Okay, so we have a guest in our podcast room today. Her name is Annie. She's behind the camera today. She's pressing the buttons for us starting. <laughs> this just happened Thank to you, her. Annie. Yes, thank you, Just Annie. happened to her. Just happened. She was coming up to, to see us and to stay with us. Annie has helped us in our businesses. Um, we've known Annie for seven or eight years, probably. She gets in her car. She's headed this way and uh, gets to where she's running through the Davy Crockett Forest. And just out of nowhere. No cell reception. Woods everywhere. Both sides of the road. I've been through there several times. I think you were following an 18-wheeler, right? Or something. A car was in front of you. And just deer out Out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Demolished the front of her car. Uh, Hey, she kept coming. Really? Yeah. she, She still, I mean, she made it here. That's awesome. With a car that, with like a bumper and a quarter panel that's almost dragging the ground. What a bummer. <laughs> I hate that that happens. Well, fortunately, and what we're praying for is that the insurance company totals it out. Because sure. it, it needs to be, and that she gets a, a new ride Good. and doesn't have to fix that one. I hope that works out in your yeah. favor. Wow. Me too. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. Hopefully, you don't hit a deer yeah. today. We, or hopefully, a deer doesn't hit you. That's yeah. kind of how, how it happens right? a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> One time we were in Wisconsin and uh, driving along a cornfield, and there's this deer coming along, and I'm like, "Oh man, look, there's a deer!" You know, <laughs> and we were rolling like sixty, and uh, and then we started slowing down, and this deer kept coming, coming, and slowing down. And I was like, "There's no way that sucker's gonna run out in front of us," <laughs> and we hit that deer. I mean, boom. <laughs> and whenever <laughs> we saw it coming from five minutes away, right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we hit the deer. And we were we had slowed down to maybe like twenty eight miles an hour at this point. Hit the deer, and the deer rolls like forty times. And uh, anyway, gets back up and takes off running. Holy moly! Yeah, so we, we got lucky. It was crazy. I've got a story about a deer. I don't know if I can tell this on air without people getting offended. I'm not gonna tell it. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Let's just move on. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, you open us up in prayer? Yeah. Or actually, Sean, Brandon's on the okay, sure. on mic today. Dear God, just uh, thank you for these men here. Thank you for uh, our platform here, Lord. Just to help us to uh, speak truth and, and uh, the living word into uh, the lives of uh, our listeners, God. Uh, Lord, just uh, help us to make a profound difference for you, Lord, for your kingdom, God. We, we will forever give you all the glory and praise, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, fellas, so imagine you are in uh, a place where there are polar bears, okay? Now, these creatures, if you've done any research on them at all, they're massive, a lot, you know, six, seven, eight hundred pounds or more. And imagine that your kids are out playing, and 
you see this polar bear coming up, which is not uncommon in this area. So you tell them to, you know, run inside as fast as possible. And the polar bear is getting closer, and we all have kids. So you can imagine that moment where the kid doesn't see the polar bear. You do. This is a lot like parenting in general. There's a lot of analogies here. And you're like, you're about to just be in a bind, and the kids don't respond. So you naturally have a choice. It's fight or flight. You know, it's either I go towards my kids to become the barrier between them so they can get inside. Is this polar bear mama? Their mama? No, no. <laughs> so I was reading this story, and this polar bear, which is kind of mama bear, okay? okay. You got like, mama bear, the human, and then like, polar bear. And this won't surprise us with, with our wives, okay? The kids don't respond fast enough. The polar bear gets closer and closer and closer. She ends up going out, and for a very short version of this story, straight up fights with this polar bear, okay, so the kids can get inside. Now, the minute I hear that, she's dead, like in my head, right. as I'm reading the story. Sure. No, she comes away from it with only scratches, like literally, like not even life severe, and a black eye, and it took four gunshots to kill this polar bear. Wow. It was over 700 pounds. Okay. Man. This is a true story? True story. True story. And, you know, one, this is not the point of my, but you, you mentioned Mama Bear, which is kind of a thing. I was I was thinking, like, the whole analogy of, like, the polar bear was Mama about to kill the kids, and then. That would have worked, too. <laughs> that, that really would have worked. So, she goes. So, the thing that was just amazing to me is, I don't care what size the polar bear is. It's a bear. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a hundred pounds, mm -hmm. it's a bear. And then, you know, you have these amazing feats that people, you know, lift cars and they do all these things. And it's like something else possesses your body. We've all heard those stories before, but can you imagine being burrowed up with a polar bear that's 700 pounds no. and thinking anything other than I'm, this is where I die. Sure. I mean, is that even going through your head? Or, what I think is that it purely something overtook her, her motherly, instinct mm -hmm. and she just began to react there was no thinking it literally was just like she was in the moment mm -hmm. okay so as i thought about that something that's really been pressing on my heart for months is we had a, a sunday school lesson and the thing that was said was we have to as believers be sure we are walking in step with the spirit not trying to outrun it or tell it to catch up to us. Okay, so let's always want to be sure when we're having a conversation that we don't just speak as if we assume everybody's a believer. Okay, because they're... It's easy to do. It is. Yeah, sure. Because it makes us feel good mm -hmm. than putting pressure on us. Yep. So if you're not a believer or you're unsure, you know, biblically speaking, before Jesus ascended to heaven, to be with his heavenly father, God. Okay. After that, well, after that occurred, the Holy Spirit is what allows us as believers. The way I think about it is it's, it's our line of communication mm -hmm. to our heavenly father and to Jesus. Okay. So that's the, the three in one thing that was not available until Jesus ascended into heaven after he rose from the dead. So I go to Romans and Romans 8, 6, I'm going to hit three verses in Romans, and I just really want to let these marinate, okay? Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded 
is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and, and peace. Now, carnally is essentially you're like an animal, okay. which means an animal just reacts off of instincts, which I think that mother did. Her motherly instincts to protect took over with that polar bear. The, the thought of will I die or not was nowhere to be found mm-hmm. once she reacted. And, and that motherly instinct or spirit, okay, for believers, took over. I don't think we realize that when we are not in the spirit, meaning we either are not a believer yet, or we are a believer and we're trying to outrun the spirit or not be with the spirit, which is just us being in one with what God's calling us for us at that moment. We're carnally minded. We're no different than an animal trying to please the flesh. That's all an animal does. That's what separates an animal from humans is we have the ability to recognize lots of things that animals can't. Okay. So, I mean, right there, we say this all the time, being in the word will tell you all you need to know about where you are with your walk or where you need to be period point blank. This is why this was perfectly created just as we needed it. It is a living word. It will never fail. It is spot on all the time, every time. So, you got eight, six. Okay. So I read that and I go, well, I don't really want to be thought of as carnally minded. And if you really start evaluating yourself, a little nauseating. <laughs> okay. And I think like to me as a believer and a little quick story, I thought I was a believer my whole life and, and maybe I was, but I know for sure at 35, six years ago, I completely surrendered to the fact that Jesus was my sole need and I couldn't do life without him. Nothing else mattered if I didn't have a relationship with him. Now, it's been an ongoing struggle because we have carnal behaviors that want to take over that the devil plays with us on all the time, okay? So you got 8-6. It's very clear. Now, remember, if I'm not mistaken, Paul wrote Romans. Am I right on that? Am I thinking right? I believe he did. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Paul was a straight-up gangster OG once he converted to a Christian. He knew the word better than anybody before he was a Christian. Okay? So he is a straight shooter from the hip. He's laying it out there. You don't have to wonder what he's thinking, which I love. All right? So then you go to 8-11. All right? The same spirit. Now, let this marinate. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can be or is in us. So the whole thought process of, man, I don't know if I can do X, Y, or Z, go to 811 if you're a believer. The spirit that is in you, me, Shane, is the same spirit that rose a dead person, Jesus, from the grave. Mm. Period. Powerful. I mean, it's yeah. just like, I got chills thinking about it. It's the third time I've gotten chills thinking about it this morning. How, how impactful is that when we fear things, when we're worried about sharing the gospel, when we're worried what somebody's going to think, when we're anxiety-ridden? I mean, you could literally go back to that verse alone only for the rest of your life. And if you really understand the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead, 
that same spirit is the one we're tapped into. What is there to fear? Nothing. Nothing. That's right. We give our circumstances way, way, way too much power. And and where does that I come do. from? The devil. Yeah. Me too. One hundred percent. So I'm gonna tie it up with this. So eight six, eight eleven, eight fifteen. And I love this one because we're I think a lot of people will resonate with us that are entrepreneurial minded, because that's kind of where we go a lot. But it says the resurrection life you received from God is not a timid grave tending life. Meaning you're not just sitting by the grave waiting to die, which Sean, you said in another podcast, average lifespan after retirement, which is not in the Bible is four years. Four years. Isn't that crazy? It's not a grave tending life. That's the verse that retirement's not in the Bible. You're not meant to die. You're meant to live for Jesus. But it says, now this is the message. Okay. So keep that in mind. This is a verse from the message version, which Sometimes I'm not sure is as spot on as where it should be, but it jumped out at me. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? What do you got for me now? Mm -hmm. If the spirit is in me that raised your son, your most valuable connection from the dead, and you allowed me to tap into that by asking you into my heart, what do you got for me next? What polar bears next? It's good stuff, man. Man, man. I think you know, on the flip side of that, we give the devil too much, too much power. Um, at the same time, now o- over our minds, mm-hmm. right? But the devil is not omnipotent, right? He he does not have access to everything in our life. He can influence. Outside things, our preacher talked about this the other day, and he he sure explained it a whole lot better than I'm trying to. I'd, I'd like you to clean it up because this is good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. No, you're to. good. I'm with you. I'm just joking. Um, he does not have access to everything. Yep. He's not omnipotent. He doesn't know what everybody's doing at the same. I think the way it works is that he has his own um, demons. Legion. His yep. legion, or, and they... Basically, he assigns them, and they report back to him. I, yep. I think that's how that works. A lot of times, we, I, we will give the devil credit for things that uh, are probably outside of his realm of control. Mm-hmm. What's outside of his realm of control, I think, is being in here. Yep. Yep. If we don't allow him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I hear you saying, and and I'll try to say connect this because that's a, I had a a pastor that I, our, one of the first churches Leah and I attended as a married couple, we we were there for quite a while, and he said something very similar, Shane, which was eye opening to me. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I was like, man, okay, so essentially, let's talk about something that we could all relate to. If I am constantly complaining out loud. I am constantly creating negative thoughts with my words or I am, oh, this is so terrible or that's so terrible. That is oftentimes where the devil or his legion, to my understanding of my brain, could really latch on and start twisting and turning and getting me. So you'll hear psychologists talk about this repetitive loop. Oh, yeah. Okay. The words that go out of my mouth will create a repetitive loop 
that can be very, very dangerous. And essentially, we just let the devil be all up in our playground of life because we're constantly saying things out loud that he can pick up on sure. to mm-hmm. start stealing, killing, and destroying with. Sure. When we think about the spirit, okay, now, our wives, and I'm, I'm speaking for mine, she always seems to be more at peace than I am, typically, in her relationship with the Lord. Okay, this is just my perspective. I, even before I met my wife, Courtney always did too, Shane's wife, okay? I think a piece of that is is that they seem to stay in lockstep with the Spirit more consistently, mm-hmm. where I'm constantly out trying to outrun the Spirit and say, hey, come, come on, catch up with me, or no, 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 I'm not going there. And they're more at peace here and here with the Spirit. When I do remember to slow down enough to do that, Gratitude overflows. Gratefulness in trials is easily recognizable. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out trying to outrun the spirit, I'm I'm basically saying carnally what I want and the desires of the world that I want are more important than what your spirit that raised Jesus from the dead knows I need. Yeah. And there's a lot to say about uh, being aligned with the uh, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe that there's so much power in that mm. that we 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 just don't even we don't even recognize a lot of people uh, who are believers. I I don't think they acknowledge it the way the way that we should. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, certain religions who are a lot more in tune to the Holy Spirit than than other religions, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think of like Pentecostal mm-hmm. and. Uh, some of the most devout Christians that I've ever met in my entire life are Pentecostal. I mean, they are plugged in, son, in a big mm-hmm. way. And um, and I, I, I think about this one uh, friend of mine. His name is Jay, and um, he is uh, he's Pentecostal. And he came to Antler Works one time, and he um, he could tell that I was distressed. And um, he said, I mean, we were standing in the middle of my showroom. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. We were standing in the middle of my showroom, and he said, hey, brother, let me pray for you right now. And he put his arm around me. And uh, there was another guy in the room. We, I had no clue it was a guy that walked in off the street, right? I mean, like walking into our showroom, which is kind of a retail store environment. Mm-hmm. And that guy bowed, bowed his head. Uh, Jay put his arm around me and started praying for me. And I mean, I'll try not to get emotional about this. He started praying for me, dude, for about a four, a, probably a four-minute prayer. And um, I could feel the Holy Spirit in that room mm-hmm. like I had never felt the Holy Spirit before. It was like overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, on, a, on another level. And, um, dude, I mean, I, I teared up. I was like, wow, dude. I mean, that was just like, it was just like, it made me think back to um, a, another time in my life whenever my dad um, uh, was praying uh, for me whenever I was afraid, uh, whenever I was like 11 years old and we were we were in the tent and dad started praying. And I felt that same feeling like just this, the Holy Spirit, just like, it's almost like Jesus coming into the rooms and just wrapping his arms around you. I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you how powerful 
that prayer was and what that meant to me and, and how I just knew that this guy was a spirit-filled believer and um, as as we all are, but I think that there's a lot to say about us not being aligned with the Holy Spirit. I think it is a real thing. Uh, I don't think. I know it is. I know it's a real thing because I have felt it. I have felt whenever uh, I, I was aligned and I have felt whenever I wasn't aligned, which is most of the time, by the way. Okay. I can, I can relate. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no question. I kind of, it's a real, it is a real true experience. So let's kind of paint a picture here. The power of the Holy spirit, you know, just for visual thinking comes down from the Lord. Okay. It's always there. We have the ability to tap into it as believers. We always have access to it. So we've accepted the Lord in our heart. We have access. If the line of the Holy Spirit is here, just I'm kind of seeing this light coming down. I'm, I'm just for painting a picture sake, and I'm over here. The way I get in line with that is to confess my sins, okay? Because I have free will, which is given to us to know how much we need the Spirit, and then basically it's it's done. And now, how can I be in Your will, Lord, from here on out? Okay. But what happens often, and I know I can relate to this, is I spend a lot of time not wanting to confess my sins. So I say right out of the Holy Spirit, even though it's right beside me, and the Lord's just like, just come to me. That's it. Just make that choice. What's often for men is pride mm-hmm. or control. More often than not, yeah. You know, uh, for me, it's always rooted in control. Um, and But it's always there. But I can't let go of that impact. He essentially, where two or more gathered, I don't remember where that is, what verse? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. Uh, it is. Okay. Where two or more gathered, he essentially said the minute he put his arm around you and began praying, he was in the spirit. And I want to be careful. It's almost like he shared the spirit that he was in with you. Yes. Okay. So he tapped you in to, yes. let me slow you down, son. Let me put my arm around you and let me feel, let you feel the presence of the spirit that raised my mm-hmm. son from the dead. I remember that complete stranger that was in the room that day. He opened his eyes and he looked over at Jay. He said, wow, <laughs> that was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how cool to know, because we won't always know where earlier podcasts, I didn't say this, but I thought about how do we deal with all the things you were talking about? It's the verse about casting seeds. Mm. Although your friend Jay was most concerned about praying for you, he was a casting a seed that impacted you. I mean, you're talking about today and sharing part of your testimony with it and the guy that was standing there. Mm-hmm. He just literally allowed the spirit to work, period. Hey, let me pray for you. It was really cool, man. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. <laughs> that verse is uh, Matthew eighteen twenty, where two or more gather my, gathered in my name, there I am also. Huh. Those moments in our lives, like like you had, you experienced, we, we always have access to that. The problem is we're not searching for them. I'm not searching for them. I don't want to speak for anybody else. No, but, and it's like where God is, God can't realign with us. That's against everything. God's God is God, and the Holy Spirit is in line with Him. 
And we have to, that line you're talking about, we have to come back over. God can't move over here in our sin and say, okay, now you can come to me here. We've got to go back. We've got to confess. We've got to give up uh, the sins in our life that are holding us from that path. Mm-hmm. I just had the visual of driving down a highway, and y'all have ever hit those little bumpers on the side? Mm, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I spent a lot, of my, a lot of my life over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you're talking on the phone with somebody and you hear them hit. I'm like, are you okay, buddy? Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. it's uh so that's so we're riding in the listen we're off the highway riding yeah. in the ditch trying to still go 75 down the side yeah. of the highway that's a great <laughs> there's like some visual art there that could say in the spirit out of the spirit out of the spirit in the yeah. spirit yeah. Can you imagine a guy driving in the ditch trying to go 75? guard yeah. guardrails yeah, i can yeah. <laughs> just I can. <laughs> scraping the guardrails i can down very the much highway, imagine going 70 miles an hour yeah yeah i can very much imagine <laughs> i see the analogy that i see in my head is just him trying to Hold on, but his face looks normal. You know, like this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know? Yeah, and I think it goes back to that deal of like the devil knowing and 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 seeing and prying. And uh, I heard the we might have talked about this on another about how we don't really understand how much the devil hates us, and so he will make us believe that that guardrail and that bump and that. Being off road is where you're supposed to be. Is the norm? Yes. Mm-hmm. It it's almost like he, he. It's not almost. He is. He's the master manipulator that wants us to disbelieve it all. You know, and maybe we're complaining as we keep hitting that guardrail. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he just starts prying, and you know, at first it's just a, it's just a, you know, he's tapping on that, trying to create a crease, and then he's prying on it, and then he's digging in. You know, it doesn't stop. Uh, but the Holy Spirit is right there. And sometimes that just means we got to put our foot on the brake and put it in park. Mm, which, yep. And slide back over and go, okay, Lord, I know I'm not in your spirit, and this is where I need to be. Let me hear you. Let me stop talking. Let me just be in your presence. I don't think that's dawned on me in the last couple of years, really the last six months to a year. I don't always have to come to the Lord and say anything. I can literally just slow down and go, And just be, I mean, really, and just yeah. let him, the spirit take. If the spirit that raised Jesus, I can tap into, why wouldn't I try to do that every second of the every day? day? Yeah. It's really, can you imagine? I can't, but it's it's even hard to articulate. Can you imagine that God loves us that much? that he gives us access to the same thing that rose his son from the dead. Like I, that's overwhelming. And I mean, I'm just dawning on me right now for majority of my life. I have not given that near enough credit. We're so the devil's, um, one of the devil's tactics is to keep us distracted. Mm-hmm. Cause when we're distracted, we can't focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or the right thing. Yeah. The main thing. Sean, you got anything else? Well, I'll just, um, in, there in Ephesians uh, 10 through 18, it talks about putting on the full armor of God, mm-hmm. you know. and uh, Ephes- What's the verses? Ephesians? Yeah, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6, Six. 10, 10, 10 through 18. 10 through 18. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was just um, 
I was thinking about, you know, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. It just, it's, we should do that every day, every mm-hmm. morning, you know, and, uh, and uh, a lot of that has, has to be with, has to do with being aligned, you know, with the Holy Spirit. And has to do huge. with g- getting into the playbook that he gave us. This mm-hmm. is all for us to recognize those things. I mean, that's three verses in the Bible. If I just remembered those three, that's that's why they say Romans is the best place to lead people to Jesus, to show people how to know Jesus. Hey, you're carnally minded. We all are. This is what it means to be in the Spirit, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, and this is the peace you get when you do that. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you would, hit those buttons at the bottom, like, share, subscribe, help us reach more people for Jesus. We appreciate you being here. Go out and kick the day in the face. And we'll catch you on the next one.